listening to the I Love Cambridge podcast, the show that brings you great stories from people in our community in many different businesses and walks of life. With your host, Walter Montero, a real estate and mortgage agent in Cambridge, Ontario, and had the privilege of serving the Cambridge community since 1987. Tune in and enjoy this week's episode. What is the thought process behind managing a film festival? Film festivals were once an extravagant affair for film enthusiasts and assessed the level of competence, plot making, and appeal, and even the cinematography. But how did it fare when the pandemic terrorized the film industry? Find out more by tuning in as Michael Clark from the Grand River Film Festival shares his insights. Michael Clark, and you are from the Grand River Film Festival. Correct. Okay, very good. So I'm a little bit familiar uh, with uh, the film festival. I've actually attended a few of them. Tell us us a little bit about it. Tell our listeners about it and and, um, what's going on this year. Sure. Well, uh, this year, uh, like everything else, uh, has uh, not gone according to plan. Uh, (laughs) We'd actually, uh, as of recording right now, we would be in the middle of our 13th season, Um, we would have started on, uh, May the 6th and we would be going until May the 9th for our, um, primary festival. Um, this year we were going to be based, um, out of, uh, downtown Kitchener for the first time. Um, but uh, we've been a a Cambridge festival since our inception. Yep. Um, we had, I think seven, um, feature films, um, plus for the first time in a number of years, a shorts program that was going to be comprised largely of local films. Okay. Um, so that was all on the docket. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the world changed a little bit. Yeah, and, the uh, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, so we're in the planning stages now. Um, uh, my hope had been uh, to postpone the festival, okay. um, but with all of the uncertainty um, because on top of everything else, we um, have to wait until we see what happens with movie theaters, because yes. we, of course, show our films in movie theaters. So um, we have to, to wait and see what's going to happen with them. And what is unique about this situation is that um, the big guys like Cineplex are just as affected as the, the local independents like Princess in Waterloo and uh, the Apollo in Kitchener. Right, right. Okay. Now, is there uh, any contingency plans in terms of it perhaps going to an online venue? It's certainly something that we've been looking at and considering. Um, The big guys certainly have all uh, started to move their stuff online. Um, Toronto is one that we're we're paying attention to, uh, in part because the Toronto International Film Festival, which happens in September every year, yeah. is where we get um, our films for the Cine Series program that we offer at the, the Galaxy at the Hespler Mall. I see. Um, so we're very much paying attention to what they choose to do, because it'll impact the number of films that are available to us for next year. I see. Right now, um, we're operating, basically, we're waiting. And um, we're, we're still having conversations with our board about what to do. Um, we think for the time being that the, the main week-long festival will just be on pause. 
What we're focused now on is what to do in the fall when the Cine Series and the CG programming would normally restart. Okay. Um, and that's, again, because of we don't know what's going to happen with movie theaters, um, that might be an opportunity for us to do some online uh, screenings. Yeah. I had, I had come across a couple of articles uh, with some of the uh, larger international programs <clears throat> or film festivals sort of going that way and some of them mm -hmm. that haven't decided yet. So yeah. that's uh, certainly an interesting um, uh, scenario for sure. I mean, uh, these are once every hundred years, so to speak, right? It really is. It, it's interesting to think that the last time that there was a major uh, social disruption on the world stage like this, movies didn't really exist. So yes, that's uh, right. film festivals really are dealing with this for the first time. Yeah, totally get it. So tell me a little bit about this year's entries, like uh, uh, some of the films that are, that are, on, that are on the docket. So the wonderful thing, my position with the festival is I'm chair of programming. So I'm okay. the one who, uh, for a whole year before the festival, um, I chair a committee and we seek out and we accept films and we review them and we um, come up with a list of films that we'd like to show and then figure out which ones we can show. Um, this year's festival was, um, it was, it was a pretty interesting festival. Um, we had, um, of the seven films that we were going to show, more than half were Canadian. Great. More than half were, feature, were um, female directors. Um, oh. About half of them featured um, female protagonists. Okay. And it's not necessarily that we um, seek these things out. We like to show Canadian films, obviously. Sure. Um, it just, it's a nice consequence of the number of films that are out there that the ones that are of the highest quality that we feel are the most important to bring into the community um, happen to be ones that are by, um, what are by film standards, um, a minority uh, of filmmakers. Uh, right. So it's really nice to see. What's also been um, wonderful to see is the increase in the number of films that are um, by and about indigenous peoples. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, and there's, there was a um, uh, almost too much choice this year in, in terms of uh, film. So we were gonna open the festival with uh, an indigenous film mm -hmm. um, from Quebec. Um, so it was uh, uh, not only going to be about an indigenous uh, uh, family, but it was also gonna be in French. Um, I don't want to give maybe too much away because yeah. we haven't uh, ascend we haven't we never got to the point um, COVID kind of shut everything down before we made the grand announcement and um, rather than give away the whole package uh, if we happen to be able to bring it back in the fall I'd still like to have a, an air of mystery but yep. um, an element of surprise exactly yeah okay. but um we had uh, we had a, a wonderful film uh, that was uh, set and filmed in halifax um okay. that was uh, about a uh, a woman who was turning 40 and was kind of taking a second look at her life and what society's expectations of her life were um okay. and how she decides to um go against the grain and it, it was a great piece of kind of modern feminism about you know women don't have to conform to what society expects of them anymore 
and her coming to, to grips with this in Halifax. Excellent. So can yeah. you share the title of that film with us? Uh, that one uh, was called, um, oh, hold on. Give me one second. Oh, no problem. You, you, we can get back to it later. That's not For a sure. problem. So t- tell me, how many people normally, like uh, in, under normal circumstances, what kind of crowds do you, does the uh, Grand River Film Festival attract? You know, it comes and goes, um, and, it, and it largely depends. And I think this is the wonderful thing about film festivals is that every film you choose speaks to an entirely different audience. So... Um, we one of the last films that we were able to screen for cine series was parasite which um mm-hmm. of course won the best picture at the academy yep. awards this year yep. and we filled two full theaters at the galaxy um and that's spectacular awesome um for um last year's may festival we showed a film called the public which was directed and written by emilio estevez and it was about um, a cold snap in Cincinnati um, and homeless people who didn't want to have to go out and brave the cold taking over a public library. Oh. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great film. Um, it's, it's funny and it's poignant. And for that uh, film, we packed the house. Um, and it was an interesting mix in the crowd of people who work in the local libraries. Um, mm-hmm. We have four public library systems in the region of Waterloo Mm -hmm. and they all came out that night. Um, And a a decent amount of people who work with um, the local, local homeless populations. Um, And there are terrific organizations in the region um, that are, are dealing with those challenges. And, and those people are uh, on the front lines during this crisis too, because I, I don't know if, if people uh, listening have, have noticed, but with the cities empty, it's been all the more obvious how many people are suffering from homelessness um, during this. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite sobering, that's for sure. Yeah. One, one of the challenges, though, as a head of programming is, is looking at films and looking at them both from, is this an entertaining movie that a theater full of people are going to enjoy? But also, is this a movie that people are going to want to watch based on a trailer and a brief description? And, and sometimes you swing for the fences. Yep. And there are a lot of movies that if I had an infinite budget and uh, you know, two weeks, I could fill a theater uh, with, with movies galore. But I'm sure some of them no one would show up for. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the great thing about filmmaking is that filmmakers will go out there and they will make the passion projects that they want. Um, and it will speak to someone. It's just our question is, will it speak to a theater's full of people? Yeah, I find filmmakers very interesting. I, I actually, uh, my oldest son, Christian, went to... Um, he went to Confederation College in Thunder Bay mm. and uh, for film. And, uh, you know, when he left, uh, you know, he kind of went, you know, with the uh, pretense of being, becoming the next uh, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. But when, when he came home, he was a totally different person. He was, he was, he, that had nothing to do with anything anymore. It was just a total passion and love for the art. Absolutely. So totally, totally different. It was great. I, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting transition. 
Yeah, there was one film that we looked at and we opted not to include it in, in this year's festival, but it was a spectacular film called Lillian. That is a largely silent movie about a woman walking across the U.S. She's oh. a, a Russian immigrant. She doesn't speak the language. Um, she was in the country on a visa that expires and she can't leave because she doesn't have any money. So she finds a map and figures that she can walk back to Russia through us, uh, Alaska and she's in New York. So the entire two and a half hour film is just her walking through these little towns in the U.S. and encountering people on the way and stealing clothes or food. And it's a, it's a terrific film that would be a very hard sell, I think, to a conventional film going audience. Yeah. Um, but to a movie nerd like me, it was a wonderful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been involved with this organization? So this is, uh, I guess I'm going into my third year as a okay. uh, chair of programming. Um, okay. I moved to the region uh, about three years ago. Um, home I had uh, home originally is Kingston. Okay. Um, Beautiful city. King, exactly. Um, before this, I was in Sarnia. Um, mm-hmm. So the other end of the province for a while. And uh, while I was there, I was involved with the, uh, the Sarnia Ju- uh, Social Justice Film Festival. And um, that, that festival, we showed documentaries exclusively that were on social justice issues. And when I moved here, I wanted to get involved in, in whatever film um, community existed. And uh, I found Griff, and um, uh, it was a nice fit. I've settled in quite, uh, quite well. We, we're an entirely volunteer-based um, festival, okay. so everyone from our board of directors down to the folks that help us take money at the cash are mm-hmm. all volunteer. Okay. Um, we're always in need of uh, assistance, so anyone listening, if you want to help out, um, okay. or if you know a teenager who needs to get uh, their, their volunteer hours oh, yes, in. their volunteer hours, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're always in need. You can head over to the website, and, and the information is there to, uh, to, to let us know that you're available. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's interesting, and um, it's the stuff that people don't realize go into um, showing a movie is the stuff that, that tends to surprise people the most when I'm talking about the festival. And especially like yeah. with Cineplex, if you decide that you're going to go see the new Avengers movie or, or what have you, um, most people think, oh, I, you know, I go, they, the movie studio sends the movie to the theater, they play it. It's as simple as that. But when you're a, a film festival like us and you're dealing with largely independent movies, um, it's a lot harder um, in terms of you have to track down who owns the film, who's distributing the film, um, organizing a time. Um, sometimes there's a cost to bring a film in. Um, so the logistics of all of that, there are great films that we would have loved to show, but it, wasn't ju- it just wasn't going to be possible to get the film to us on the timeline that we needed. And those are the ones that are really heartbreaking. I would, I, I would have to think that it's, uh, you know, it's funny, especially with what we're going through today. I think a lot of people are getting familiar with the term called supply chain, yes. you know, which is, you know, what, what actually has to happen for products to end up on the shelf. 
And I, I'm seeing a very similar situation here. There's, there's a lot of moving parts to putting this type of thing together. It, it really is. And uh, I didn't realize how stressful the week leading into the festival is until this year when I didn't have that. Because normally yeah. at this point, I'd be you know, popping uh, Tylenol to try and control <laughs> the stress headaches. Yes. One thing that we do with uh, uh, most of our screenings is we have um, panels afterwards with community members who um, are dealing in the community with whatever the themes of the movies are. Um, yes. So not only do we have to organize getting the films here and making sure that you know they play without tef- technical difficulties at the theater and the theater staffs that we deal with are terrific and, and wonderful. And it's what they do every day. But then it's also making sure that our guest speakers are there on time and are properly prepped and that there's microphones for everyone and that we're not running over time because, you know, we only have 45 minutes between our, before our next movie. So we have to get everyone in, answer all the questions that the audience has and then get out again. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So now tell me, uh, with regards to the actual funding of your organization, is it through simply through ticket sales of the, the event? No. So um, ticket sales, uh, and this is one of those things that people don't realize about movies, is that ticket sales very rarely actually pay for the movies that um, you're watching. And that is as true for us as it is for Cineplex and the Avengers. Okay. Um, the reason that popcorn costs so much at a movie theater is because that's where a theater makes their money. Um, our funding is um, largely through sponsorships. Okay. Um, so we, we do get um, a little bit of funding through the government, um, through both the, the municipal and the provincial governments. Okay. But that's, um, that's a small fraction of what it actually costs yeah. to, to run the festival. Um, and so we are uh, always looking for community partners um, to, to reach out and, because we are a community festival, we're not pretending that we're Toronto or that we're Sundance or these big international festivals. Yeah. We are a region of Waterloo festival. And our whole purpose is to, to bring these terrific films to Waterloo when they wouldn't normally uh, arrive to see the films that we show, you would have to drive to Toronto to see. Yeah. Um, so we uh, partner with, with local uh, groups um, of any size, anyone who's, who's willing to, to throw a couple bucks our way, we're happy to do it. And uh, we have a variety of, you know, sponsorship levels that people can um, be funded at. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, you know, big companies who might give a, a substantial amount, maybe enough to cover a, a whole evening. And we have uh, uh, smaller companies who are able to chip in a hundred or 200 bucks. And, and that's, uh, that's great too. Perfect. Very good. Uh, and again, if there are any, anyone listening out there, who's a small business owner or a large business owner who wants to help us uh, put the festival on year after year, get in touch with us. And, and I'm sure we can come up to, with uh, a solution that makes everyone happy. Okay, great. And what the, the website is uh, uh, grff.ca, right? That's right. And okay, from there, perfect. you can find all of our social media and, and all of our contact information. 
Excellent, excellent. Okay, well, very good. Now, let me ask you a couple questions about the region. Do you, are, are you, do you live in Cambridge or do you live in the, in the region? I live in uh, Kitchener right now. Okay, very good. Yep. All right, favorite, fa any favorite thing to do in the region at all? Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a besides sucker for the Grand River Film Festival. That, that's right. Uh, besides, yes. <laughs> besides going to the film festival, uh, I'm a sucker for being outside uh, and uh, being from, from Kingston originally, and then spending yeah. some time in Sarnia, uh, you know, I'm used to being at the edge of a lake. Uh, and so yeah. uh, the, the Grand River itself is, uh, is the next best thing. Um, now that yeah. it's, well, at least it was warm for a week there, uh, but uh, hopefully yeah. it'll warm up again soon. I'm on my bike or I'm outside every day uh, and I'm, I'm riding and walking the trails. But uh, um, my, my day job is uh, I work with libraries. And so any excuse that I have to go down to Cambridge and uh, spend any amount of time at the old post office is uh, oh, yes. okay. time yeah. well spent. Great building. Great building, great view. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. Now, do you have a particular favorite restaurant that you go to um, in Cambridge, Kitchener, or Waterloo? Oh, golly. You know what? I, I don't because we are spoiled for choice in the region. Uh, oh, we sure are. Yeah. It's, it's, gratifying, uh, it's gratifying to know that no matter where I go in the region, uh, I'm going to have to make a hard choice about where to go for a meal. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's also been gr great to see during the crisis how many, how much support local restaurants have been getting from the community. Um, yeah, sure. and, Very and yeah, and it, it's, it's nice to see that people are choosing to get takeout from, uh, you know, a shop that's around the corner rather than go through the drive through at McDonald's. So, yes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Now, if I, I sometimes I ask this question of certain guests, and, and I'd like to ask you of it. If, sure. if you had a magic wand and you could change anything about the region, what would it be? Oh, that's interesting. And being a newcomer, see, I actually get this question a fair amount because um, oh, okay, good. I'm I'm on I'm on committees and I'm I'm involved in the community, and because I'm an outsider, they'll like at the end of every conversation, they'll turn to me and they're like, "Well, what would you do?" Um, one of the first uh, uh, things I was involved with was a, an arts community um, uh, think tank uh, because it was right after the Ontario government had. Um, brought up the idea of amalgamation again. Okay. And yes. so there was a conversation okay. yeah. about amalgamation. Very controversial. <laughs> Very controversial. And I had gone through it twice because I lived in Kingston when they amalgamated. And then I lived for a while in Ottawa and they had amalgamated. Yes. So everyone was, uh, was looking at me and they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, that is a, that's a can <laughs> of worms. That's a... <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Well, it's really funny, you know, here in Cambridge, I mean, we're, you know, we're Galt, Preston, and Hesper, which happened in the early 70s. Yeah. And it's still talked about, which is kind of funny. It is. And, and I can tell you that um, it's been 25 years since it happened in Ottawa. And Ottawa is the yeah. exact same way. I said, if, if yeah. the region of Waterloo got amalgamated tomorrow, people would still talk about Kitchener and Waterloo and Preston and Galt and, uh, and Hesper yeah. as separate entities. And they do it till the end of days. So, Yeah. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Excellent. 
Well, uh, tell us where uh, we, you told us the website. Is there uh, an email that they can reach you at or a phone number that they can reach you at as well? Yeah, info at griff.ca is okay. our general in, uh, email. Like I said, okay. the, uh, the social media is on the website. It's Grand River Film on Facebook and Twitter. Grand River okay. Film Fest on Instagram. Um, we are, uh, please do reach out, um, with any questions. Um, like I say, the, the main festival, which would normally be happening now, um, has been put on hold, but we are planning for our fall programming, what that looks like. We don't quite know. Um, it might not be the September to June that we usually have. It might get pushed back. Um, we will let people know as, uh, you know, things develop. Um, but I yeah. think we're all in this together right now. Um, and um, I think that the one thing that is for sure is that when this is over with, people will be very appreciative of anything that lets them get back to a sense of community. Yeah. And we will be there when people can get together again. And we will be there with some terrific films. That's awesome. Very good. Now, was there any question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, no, I think that we covered pretty much everything. Good. Okay, perfect. Michael, you're a great guest. I appreciate it. And I, and I look forward to um, the Grand River Film Festival of 2020. All right. Thank you. This has been All fun. right. All right. Awesome. See ya. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to I Love Cambridge with Walter Montero. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest updates to I Love Cambridge, you can check ilovecambridge.ca and you like our Facebook page, I Love Cambridge Ontario. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.